0: the most important thing. What if you had another chance? What if there was a secret treasure waiting to be found? What if there was an ancient path that led to life as it was meant to be? What if it wasn't easy? What if it wasn't cheap? What if it wasn't quick? What if there was a way to be good again? To become who God meant when He meant you? What if you could have your whole heart restored? What if you could be strong? And that outlives your life. What if that's what they remember?
1: Friends, it's Morgan Snyder, and welcome back to another episode of the Become Good Soil podcast. As you well know, if you have walked for any miles with the Become Good Soil podcast, mission and message is we reach the many to find the few, that the heart of this mission is to recover the like-hearted apprentices, the ones that Jesus talked about in the Sermon on the Mount, where he said, the few climbing companions pulled away from the crowd and went up on the mountain to be close with him, to learn about the deeper realities to immerse themselves in God, in his kingdom. That's the heartbeat of my life. And that's the heartbeat of our work with Become Good Soil as the deeper discipleship track for the mission of Wild at Heart. If you're listening to this podcast around when it's released, the release date of this marks the one year anniversary for the release of Becoming a King. And that message in the form of a book and a study guide in the video series that was entrusted to my care, to steward to the world, it was fruit of 20 years of ongoing discipleship and submitting myself to the leadership of older, wiser kings and sages and kingdom guides for many years. So it's been a beautiful, holy year, a supernatural year of stewarding that message to seed the world, hosting more than 50 Zoom events around the globe and hosting more than 50 podcasts, being guests on those podcasts, and then Become Good Soil podcasts as well, Wild at Heart podcasts. The stories have been beautiful and holy. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't read Becoming a King, I would invite you to do so. And even more, the invitation would be to dive deeper into the study guide in the video series. I designed that very intentionally, curating and distilling some of the ancient truths that I recovered over these years. And it's meant to be a very kind and winsome and accessible doorway to the narrow road and this path and process of becoming a king. And so if you're not familiar, you can go to becomingaking.com and find all the resources. And for those podcasts, there's a hidden page. It's becomingaking.com forward slash launch team. You can find on that website uh, most everything for free, the study guide for free, the videos for free, the spirit of it is we want to reach the many so we can find the few. And I hope that you'll continue to partner with us in taking that message to the world. As we come to the eve of this one-year anniversary, I realized I receive holy stories from fellow like-hearted allies around the globe, and I don't have an opportunity to share those stories with you um, very regularly. So they're often shared in our staff huddles in our prayer time on Tuesday mornings or around the dinner table with my family. But I sense one way to honor you, um, to invite you deeper and to honor the hearts of our allies around the globe and to honor this message brought at God's perfect timing in the world would be to share some of those stories that have come in over the year. So this morning I dug through some folders and I'm pulling some from the archive and I wanted to share those with you. This first story comes from a 72-year-old man who says, I have just finished streaming the Become Good Soil box collection, which is the intensive event we do, and the Becoming a King six-week video series. Young man, you are a great teacher, a mentor, and a servant, but it is because of your passion— I signed up for the six-week series. I wept and laughed. I learned much about living as a true man in this age of 72 years of age. I committed to learning more about myself for the next 10 years of sharing with like-minded men this crucial message. I look forward to more of the Becoming a King message with humble anticipation. It is with no small gratitude that I say all of this. I am thankful for the Wild at Heart team, and I pray for your continued work in all you do with men and women in this tumultuous age in which we live. There are many ministries in the world, but few have shown an old, poor man, true grace and beauty of true ministry. I have lived long and I've struggled much in my 72 years. And had it not been for you and John and Bart, Brent Curtis Stacy and the rest of the Wild at Heart team, I would not have the strength to keep fighting. I have a checkered past from suffering child abuse at the hands of an earthly father, depression, sin, so many trials that I should have quit a long time ago. But Abba, my father, just would never let me quit And now I can't stop yearning and hoping and reaching and praying since the onset of the pandemic. I have often felt like it is too close to the end. But after reading and studying the Bible over the past six months, I have finally ready to admit I am not alone. The Holy Spirit is in my heart and I commit to letting God have all of me. I want you to know that my very limited resources are now committed to God after all, it is all his anyway. I stand with you. I stand with all of you to make a difference in men's lives and women that support them in becoming kings. You have had no small part in my journey with love and gratitude. This next one came from Richard Swenson. He's been um, a hero of mine and author of the book Margin, among many other beautiful books. And he wrote me this note. He said, congratulations, good going. This is helping countless men and just in time. As you well know, the assault against men and the resultant slide is real. Becoming a king is helping them build an edifice That will stand against culture and emphasize the master builder is our god i found the writing to be strong and i can see that you took time with your sentences careful wordsmithing can be a tedious act but the result is worth it the narrative is authenticated by personal experience and nothing beats that Vulnerability leads to intimacy. And when we allow the sequence to unfold in a godly way, it often leads to a place of healing. May God bless this work and may it reach many. Jonathan David Helser has been a mentor in the realm of worship for me. He had listened through the Become Good Soil intensive collection years ago, and it was like drinking a glass of aged wine, but reading the Becoming a King book was like drinking a 20-year-old aged and distilled scotch from a rare and beautiful field of wheat. The words and the chapters were so potent. They were inspiring, and they challenged me. Well done, my friend. This is going to carry on to future generations, inspire many men to build their house on the rock and not on shifting sand. Some of the stories that came my way were were very personal in nature, and they're from the apprentices that have lived through the shaping and forming of becoming a king, particularly over the last decade through our Become Good Soil intensives and the Become Good Soil podcasts and blogs. And so this was a dear friend who received one of the first copies that was shipped to his house, and this was his letter. After living the message of becoming a king side by side as an apprentice over the last decade, he said, Morgan, I received your book on Monday, and since then, I've been sitting without knowing what to do with all that is in my heart. First, the arrival. There were two packages on my front porch. One was your book, and the other one, 2,000 rounds of ammo for Wild Sons and an activity we have this coming weekend, ammunition. I just smiled with joy at our father and how beautifully he speaks. And then the emotion overcame me. I couldn't open the book. I had to sit down and feel it in my hands to feel the weight of the treasure I was holding. The very love of God for me and my family sandwiched between the front and back covers. This message has transformed my life. Becoming a king... Has transformed my marriage, established the foundation for the father I'm becoming to my boys. The treasure gave me my heart back. The message that you've cultivated and stewarded has recovered the gospel for our generation, for those who choose to see and hear and respond. And then I opened it and I couldn't hold back tears. Thank you for your words, the honor you give me, your heart, for your love. I haven't been able to process it all, to be honest. It was a holy sword piercing my heart, and I'm still asking God to help me deal with it. Yes, to finishing together. Yes, to the more. Yes, to the kingdom. I'm thrilled with excitement. I already see the faces of the men that will bring this message to, and more importantly, the impact that because of the sacrifice, we'll be able to see in their lives, in the lives of their wives, in the lives of their children and their generations. Thank you. Thank you. On behalf of my wife, thank you. On behalf of my sons, thank you. On behalf of all these men whose hearts will be restored and on behalf of their families, with my whole grateful heart, thank you. This came from a PCA pastor in the Southeast that leads a big church. And I just think of uh, pastors like that that have no time to read books and uh, very few are willing to actually reach outside of the PCA church for something that might fall in a riskier, precarious way, perhaps outside of those boundaries And this came to me from this great hearted man. He said, I literally just finished the book. Truly outstanding. It is gasoline on the embers of the many hearts of men. I work with many young kings. This book will strengthen, heal, and restore. Thank you. This note comes from a man in his seventh decade. He says, I just thought I'd write a quick note to let you know what's happening here in my small corner of the world. You started me on a fantastic journey last year with a six-week study of becoming a king. It has been an exciting journey for a man in his seventies. It has brought up pain from an absentee and destructive father through my youth But the study has taken me through much healing of this father wound. And I've been on a quest to become the man God meant when he meant me. The study guide has brought me to the realization that it is the finishing that is as important as the journey. To finish my life as a sage and a mentor has been so rewarding and eye-opening. What you and John and Dallas Willard have done for me over the last few months is a true blessing from God. I've gleaned so much from Dallas's writing and videos that your introducing him to me has been a wonderful blessing and a strength in my troubling times. Thank you from a grateful heart. I've lost 60 pounds in the last year, and I've discovered the world God has made in my walking, hiking, running, and planning on running a 6K race this summer. I'm in the best shape of my life since my 30s thanks to the work of becoming a king in the Wild at Heart ministry. I am in an in-depth personal quest to learn everything I can to be a better man, husband, father, and disciple, and I am still sifting through the damaged places in my heart and mind that have come a long way according to my wife and children and friends. I find the enemy has ramped up his many attacks in many areas but the word of God in my recent readings in Lewis's Screwtape Letters, Mere Christianity, Becoming a King, have been another blessing. It's been a revolution of the with God life that has changed the story of my life and spurred me to never give up and never give in. This is a bit of a longer response from a man that felt so um, poignant about the effect that God can bring through becoming a king and the mission of Become Good Soil. He said, Over the first four chapters of Becoming a King, on my listening, on my drive to and from work, something began to crystallize for me. It was a thought that I've had for months, maybe even years, Deep down, beginning to bubble to the surface, the thought of why did I feel more like a man when I was broke and in my 20s than I do now as a successful father of three? I'd been struggling deeply with this. As I am now months away from my 40th birthday, the thought occurred to me, will I ever feel like the man I was again, strong in conviction, confident in decision, capable to overcome anything in my way? Why did I even let that go away? As I listened to chapter four and the start of chapter five, the thought of my late father-in-law flooded my mind. My father-in-law passed away three years ago from terminal cancer, and he was my best friend. He and I worked together, worked out together, hung out on weekends, took family vacations together. He was the best man I ever knew, a real man. Even though he made at least twice my income, he never outsourced anything he could figure out how to do for himself. He would always say to me, you can do it, Dave. When my washing machine broke, or my dishwasher wasn't working, or I wanted security cameras in my house before the invention of Nest and wireless cameras. As a prime example, he bought an old FJ Cruiser intent on completely refurbishing it. He spent two years painstakingly taking every bolt, every screw, and piece apart in his garage. He could have easily spent 20 grand and had someone do it in a couple of months, but he wanted to do it himself. The car was finished about two months before he died. He was too weak to drive it, so he could only sit shotgun in it a few times while someone else drove. One of the great wounds of my life was watching that. He also so fully believed that God would heal him of his cancer, quote, by his stripes, he would say, that he walked through it with ease of a man that knew the game had already been won and everyone else was still watching the recorded version. The importance of doing these things never made sense to me before. Why not trade dollars for time when I have extra of the first and not of the second? Hire a plumber, a landscaper, a financial advisor, a vacation planner, and on and on. As your book is unfolded, it has hit me square in the face when I was broke and younger I couldn't afford to hire help. I had to do everything myself. I also loved challenge, scuba certified, check, first aid instructing class, deal, human resource professional certification. Why not? I was a generalist out of necessity. As I got older and time became precious and finances grew, I could now decide I would never again work on my car. This becomes the norm. I'm now convinced this is the source code for the modern day midlife crisis. This is the reason I feel less capable now than I did in my 20s. I am furiously writing this now before any thought leaves my brain as I sit at my kitchen table still sweating from my workout. I was listening to your book again as I drove five minutes home from the gym and everything hit me. It all made sense all at once. I had to pause the book to process the flood. I rushed into the house, told my wife who was in the kitchen prepping some dinner. I had to type something out for fear of losing it. I typed this letter to you first and then a note to myself. Of what I would take back. The last thing that was laid on my heart and resonates with my strengths and passions was the formation of a man camp with the mission of restoration, a monthly guys' night in which a modern man's thirst for manhood is given a drink. I feel we've hit the generation in which fathers were never taught the things which help us men feel like men. Woodworking, car mechanics, basic plumbing, electric, fishing for crying out loud. I think that's why growing a beard is so mainstream. It harks to a time of manhood lost in a digital age of TikTok, shipped grocery delivery, and not a car in sight that has a manual transmission. Anyway, I just wanted to thank you. Thank you for becoming a king. I'm only partway into it, and it has awoken a sleeping giant within. I want to preface this message with the all too familiar. You don't know me. However, I want you to know that there are dozens of people in my sphere of influence who will one day thank you for the work you've done in my life, the story of how you have impacted my life. I'd read the book, Wild at Heart, when it was published, and it was a wake-up call and an invitation to life in a way I'd never received it before. Years later, I was given by my grandmother the Become Good Soil Intensive box collection, including the videos and audios. One night, I decided to dust off the flash drive that she had given me to see what was inside the box. First of all, a knife was included. So I am a bit intrigued. Why would a Christian teaching have a knife? No clue. No clue. But I was curious. As I watched the first session, I was blown away. There was sincerity. There was openness, risk, so much authenticity. Over the next two nights, I finished the entire series. Yes, I basically told my wife to take care of the kids by herself because I had things I had to do. But what came of it was totally worth it. My wife got her husband back. My toddler kids got their dad. My neighbors got a friend. My church got an ally. Over the next several years, I watched the Become Good Soil video series multiple times. I work in a corporate. Space And my boss found it extremely odd and somewhat off-putting last year when I basically told him my goal for this year was to take the lowest seat at the table. Seeing him try to fumble through the fact that one of his employees was asking to be lower was so hilariously foreign to him. It was great, but the risk that I took with my boss, it was insane. So the fact that I still have a job is pretty awesome. But it has been great to see how God has used that statement. I have never made more money than I did in that past year. I've never had more influence than I did in that past year. I've never had a better work-life balance than I have had in the past year. I've never had less of an upside than I have in this past year. But I have never been happier than I have been in the past year. I realize I've written nearly a mini novel, but I wanted to take a moment to share with you how becoming a king has shaped my life. This next beautiful letter just came in the mailbox last week where it says, Dear Morgan, I have just finished becoming a king. The tears are still fresh on my cheeks, yet I'm smiling with hope and confirmation I am a 73-year-old woman. My life is a long series of failures of all kinds, yet I have loved Jesus in some way since I was nine years old. I've tried to walk with him, grown slowly with many detours and many mistakes. I've come away from your honest and spirit book with confirmation on so many levels, the gifts you have given in abundance, are these. First, it was hope that God will finish healing this heart of mine, that it is not too late for my children who have suffered the consequences of my poor decisions. Secondly, a compelling picture of a God who doesn't just love, but longs for, pursues, and fights for each one of his children, just like me. And finally, knowledge deep down that saying yes fully and totally to God opens his doors to incredible cleansing and possibility, even now at 73. Thank you. Thank you for showing that the long way is the way. I have held tight for years to the belief that God never wastes anything not anything, even on my very long way. What a gift. May he bless you and yours as you have blessed me. This next letter came from a long-standing disciple who has attended a Become Good Soil intensive and tracked with podcasts for years and then wrote this letter after reading and walking through Becoming a King. Morgan, I want to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness to listen to God, to your long obedience in the same direction of choosing to be fathered by God. Words can express how your obedience and story and sharing of your story has changed mine. The writing, the podcasts, the sharing has forever changed my life, the trajectory of my life. And because of that, it has changed my wife my son, my daughter, my friends, my work, and on and on. Thank you. I can't tell you how many guys I've pointed to your writings, to your podcasts on Become Good Soil, to Becoming a King. I know I can say with confidence that it is still a rescue for me and so many other men that I know. A few years ago, I asked you about a process that you were working then With your son. I asked if you could share some of that process with me. And I got your answer back that I was not excited about. It mentioned about your desire to teach out of integrity. So that means living it first. That's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted a few tips and tricks on how to be a better father and to walk this road with my son. I wanted a shortcut. And you wouldn't offer that. Instead, you offered an invitation to my own initiation into being a son. And that, Morgan, has changed everything. And it continues to be the rescue of my life and my story. I can't wait to tell you where this has led me, the adventures of waterfowl hunting that I have been led on to take my son, my daughter, and my wife. The adventure of camping and mountain biking it has led my family on, the healing of restoration that has happened and is happening in my story and my family is simply beautiful. The last seven or eight years in this message of Become Good Soil has not been easy, but it has been so very good. I just simply wanted to say thank you. I would not be where I am today as a husband, father, and friend if it wasn't for the mission and message of become good soil. You are choosing to be a son, and you are inviting others to do so as well. It is changing lives for eternity. It's changing families for eternity. Thank you with a whole heart. Friends, in some ways, it feels vulnerable to share these letters because it could have the air of self-promotion, and if you've tracked with the mission and message of becoming a king, you'll know um, without hesitation that the heartbeat of the message is to crucify self-promotion and to take the lowest seat at the table, to follow Christ in that manner, It's my hope in my heart that these messages and these stories will actually inspire you to hope, to say that it is not only possible, but it is probable, and it is more than available for those who are willing to say yes to the door being opened today. I want to close these stories with one last story that came in recently. As you know, much of my learning has come through sitting at the feet of Dallas Willard. And this letter came by surprise to me from Dallas's daughter, Becky. She said in her letter, Dear Morgan, I was in tears by the time I finished reading just the introduction of Becoming a King, this offer of lasting transformation and help for men to be men, in this emasculated society, is desperately needed. I am so happy to see how the influence of my dad is playing out in your life and in your work. Becky Heatley Willard. Friends, there is more. God is coming. God is making himself available to us. The gospel is right before us when we have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to receive. As we stand at this one-year anniversary of the release of Becoming a King, my invitation to you is to go deeper, to ask the Holy Spirit, what's next for you? As I said in the introduction, if you've never read Becoming a King, I invite you to dive in. If you've never walked through the videos or the study guide, I invite you to check that out and you can get that all for free at the launch team. If you're led to shepherd a group of like-hearted through this message, I'd love for you to sign up and join me for an exclusive gathering. But regardless of where God has you and who he has you with, if Become Good Soil and the mission of becoming a king can be a resource for you, i love to continue to invest in your journey, in your apprenticeship in kingdom living. And as you know, you can find all the podcasts, all the blogs, all the teaching and more resources at becomingaking.com. I have one more invitation as we celebrate together on this one year anniversary. I would love to hear your stories. I would love to hear how God is moving in your life through the Become Good Soil podcast, through the mission and message of becoming a king, On becomegoodsoil.com, there's a feature on the Connect page where you can actually use a software to send a 90-second message to me. It's used for future questions, for future podcast episodes, but it's a way to get an audio message to me. And I would love and be honored if you would take a chance to pause sometime in the next few days and send me a message Go on the Connect page at becomegoodsoil.com and record a 90-second message that you'd like to share with me on how this message is shaping your life. The hope would be to use some of those in a future Become Good Soil podcast to broadcast them to strengthen the hearts of other allies in this fellowship. And if you're interested in emailing or writing a note to the P.O. Box, you can find all that information on the Connect page as well. And in closing for this podcast, at the end of Becoming a King, if you haven't been there, there's a prayer that's really the synthesis of the mission and message of Becoming a King and the work of Become Good Soil. And my sense was whether it's the first time or a regular practice for you to return to that prayer today. So for the final portion of our podcasts, let's turn to this prayer for a fresh opportunity to receive fathering and to receive God's heart, for he is the one who is pursuing us. We are the chaste after ones. He is a good father, and in him, we have more than enough. Let's pray. Father, I confess what I want is my heart to be made whole and my life to be integrated. I confess that I want the freedom and the restoration of my strength through the integration of the whole person. And I invite you to do it. I invite you to partner with me to become a man who astonishes you because we are united in love. And I learn to do nothing apart from you. And Father, I agree with your relentless love, your relentless pursuit, that you will stop at nothing. You will stop at nothing to continue to open the doorway, to invite me home, for me to give access to you, to the whole world man, to be made whole and holy. So Father, I confess the parts of me that have yet to yield to you, that are resistant, and I give you the shame and the fear and the disappointment and the hurt. I give you my belief in life being found in self-determination and self-reliance, and I say your love is greater still, that your love is stronger than death. And I ask that you would shine your light you would expose every place in me that has yet to come home to you as my good Father. Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father, I receive you afresh today in your inextinguishable life. I receive your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in the kingdom of heaven. I arise once again to trust you in your mighty strength, uniting my heart with your heart. Jesus, I ask that you would break every limit that I've placed on who you can be, what you can do, and how you can do it. I ask for your forgiveness for those limits, and I say break them in your power and in your name. I say in that place, I am rooted and established in your love. It is infinite, ever-present, and always flowing. Father, I just name that you care about me that I matter to you, that you are the one who sees me. And I say, I say it out loud, you are the one who sees me. And I have seen the one who sees me. I name you as the one who sees me. So I receive you afresh in this place. I ask that you would make me good soil. I say I want more. I ask that you would dismantle the self-promotion, self-protection, self-reliance, that you would dismantle the self, and you would restore the true man, making me whole and holy by your love, giving you permission to my body, my soul, and my spirit. I receive your inheritance. You have given me unlimited resources, That is my inheritance, and I claim it, I receive it, and I ask that you would help me to access it more. Your favor, your life, to accept it and receive it through your death, your resurrection, and your ascension. I choose union with you. Forgive me for trying to arrange so many things to feel good, arranging circumstances. You alone are contentment. And so I choose you to be my place of contentment. And I choose to receive that smile of the Holy Spirit to say, you alone bring true joy. So I receive you, Holy Spirit, afresh today. Your breath, you're the wild one. You want to partner with me. You know what I need. You're my counselor, comforter. You're my strength. You're my guide. So I choose you, Holy Spirit. I ask that you would increase my awareness to sense your moving, your leadership, your leadership. Show me how to move. Give me the feet, the shoes of readiness of the gospel of peace so that I can move and step with you. Your pace, your rhythm, your way. And Holy Spirit, I believe that you usher in this mothering that I so deeply need or that you alone can nourish me to fullness of this robust well-being. You alone, through mothering me, can make me feel safe and love, to feel 10 feet tall and bursting with joy. I want that, Holy Spirit. So would you mother me in new ways? I confess you're good at mothering. I want to know and believe that I am loved because I am yours. I am worthy of love and belonging. Father, I confess that I still resist you. I still resist you hiding as an orphan and a slave and I want to come home to you. And so today afresh, Father, I ask that I could come home to you, home to your love, home to your generosity, home to your abundance, home to your provision, home to your protection. Father, all that I am in union with all that you are and I do it through the life of Jesus Christ. Jesus, I receive you as my brother, as my savior, as the doorway, the pathway, your life spent so that I could have life. Through you, my old man is given to death, and death rises to new life. So I rise with you, Jesus, your unstoppable life and strength and force. Jesus, you have my yes. Validate me. I receive my name from you, my place in the kingdom, my inheritance through you, Jesus. And God, in that place, I just confess all the sophisticated ways I have created a life to protect me from engaging in true relationship. All the ways I've sophisticatedly protected and arranged to disengage from relationship in ways that I move against people in ways that I move away from people and move towards people, all searching for validation, searching for love. I ask that you would dismantle all of it in me, God. You would restore my style of relating, and you would restore my relating with you, that I would see you move and walk, that you would cultivate a love language with me more deeply than ever before, that I would just find myself laughing because you know me, this is our moment, just us. I hold a part of your heart, no one does, God, and you hold a part of mine. Can we cultivate an acquaintance? I confess that I need to live more deeply in a habitat that allows my soul to thrive. And so to cultivate that acquaintance, I know there's unfinished business here, and so I give you the habitat of my life, and I ask that you would bring it in an alignment with a habitat that's right for my soul, unforced rhythms and grace, learning to live freely and lightly, putting down everything that is heavy laden and everything that is ill-fitting, that doesn't fit me. And help me to be comfortable in my own skin and help me to like me as you like me restore my soul, integrate the whole man. God, I give you permission. I pray that you would cultivate the habits that are necessary so that I can be available to receive that which I can't arrange for. What do I need to abstain from? And what do I need to engage in? Teach me. I'm your student. Let's try it on and try it out. Let's practice. Let's blunder around and allow me not to go to shame or self-reproach. Try it on and be a student. I want to be a student and I want to be a son. And so I name that over my life, God, student and son. As you restore my true self, restoring my true self from the inside out, I consecrate my motives to you, I consecrate my beliefs to you, and I say I choose to adopt a worldview that is steeped and seated on wisdom and not simply gifting and just the spirit of the age. But wisdom, the deep uncalls the deep, that I partner with wisdom, that you set as the craftsman at your right hand, that is at the fabric of all creation. And you say, he who finds wisdom finds life, and I ask for wisdom, because I need life. God, I stand with you against my enemies. Against every scheme that's been set against me as a man, against my masculinity, against my masculine line. I say it stops with me. In the authority of Jesus Christ, I say no. I take my stand with you and I say it stops with me in the authority of Jesus Christ. And I ask for you to begin a new work in me, to establish a new legacy a new generation to restore what you originally intended since before creation. Show me the warfare set against me, and in your authority, I stand against it. I choose against it by your power and through your life. And Jesus, in that, the spirit of the age, I confess how much I've agreed with a distracted life, with this temporary atheism, where so often I find myself simply living apart from you. Lord, you never give any man too much to do. And so I ask for your forgiveness for every place I find myself feeling overwhelmed and alone. I break every agreement I've made with drivenness and hurriedness and busyness. And I ask in its place that you would give me intimacy, that you would cultivate acquaintance, give me intimacy with you. Father, I ask for every way that I have elevated myself in a kingly realm and way that was beyond what you've entrusted to my care. I ask for your forgiveness. And Father, I just give you access to sort it all out. Sort it all out. And Jesus, I ask that you would heal my heart in the traumatized places for where I have been set as a king by uninitiated men, where I've been maimed, and harmed and used and abused. I forgive them, for they know not what they do. I release them and bless them. And I say, you have your way with them, God. I ask that you would heal my heart in those places and help me restore the false conclusions I've come to about my life and calling because of the pain and the hurt and the violation. Father, I ask that you would dismantle every shortcut that I have willfully chosen. I pray that you would reveal again the shortcuts I've taken, I've chosen. I pray that you would dismantle them, and I choose the long, holy, and narrow road that you have for me that is truly life. I want to be your apprentice, God. You are accepting master students, and I say yes. I want to work with you. I want to watch how you do it. I'm signing up. Show me how to grow in fierce mastery over all of it, the fullness of my domain. I pray that you would right-size it, shrink it where it needs to shrink, and help me with my body, with my soul, spirit, with my imagination, with my mind. I give all of my kingdom to all of you. I bring it back under the rule and reign of Jesus, every piece of it. I ask for your blood to wash it and for your anointing to come. And I'm asking for your favor over my kingdom. I set it apart for your life. And Father, I just ask for forgiveness. I've played it safe in a lot of ways that I haven't risked. I haven't risked love because I've been fearful. Help me exercise risking, risking love risking courage, risking generosity. Meet me in this frontier. I want to trust you more, and I believe that you want to increase the stakes, and this is my practice. I ask for your forgiveness for every way I have agreed with a spirit of false comparison with other men and had jealousy and envy and want of their life. I confess the only life that is worth living is my life in you. Father, forgive me for comparing part of my life with part of his life. I release him. I bless him. And I cut off every judgment, every value that I have made, every way I've cursed inadvertently. I ask for your forgiveness. And I bring blessing in the place of cursing. I choose in the heavenlies with my will to cause good on behalf of those men. And I own my life, my story. You as author, me as participant and partner and friend. Father, I invite you into all of my suffering, all of my suffering. You're the only person that can handle it, and you can handle it. So I invite you into it. I ask that you would make something beautiful come out of it. I ask that you would show me what to do with it, that you would make it worth it, Jesus, that you would tell me that it matters to you, all of it, and that you're not far off, that you're moving towards me. Jesus, would you show me how to rest? and play? Would you show me how to receive love? There's places in me that just avoid it and fear it. Show me how to receive. Show me how to play. Show me how to become the kind of person that my kids or future kids would one day be able to say, he was playful. He was so fun to be with take off the burden, lift the burden. Father, I give you all of my relationships, my marriage, future marriage, my kids, future kids, my friendships, I give it all to you. And in the area of marriage, I give you my dreams and my dilemmas. And I am asking that you would simply breathe life into the here and now. You would show me what needs to be done you would help me come to the center, and you would give me your heart for her. Father, at every one of those junctures that it's going sideways, I pray that you would help me to be mindful to simply turn again to you and say, give me your heart for her. Give me your heart for her. I pray that you would help me believe that you are my defender. I have no need to defend myself. I ask that you would heal my marriage, restore my marriage, and I pray that you would bring my wife onto the same parallel journey as a woman and as a bride. Only you can do that, and only you can orchestrate it. I give you my marriage. I trust you with the pain, and I ask for a miracle today, a miracle. I agree that she's the one you chose for me, and you don't make mistakes. So I break every agreement I made around an alternative path. And I receive her again in love. I renew my heart for her because of you. Father, I give you my children. I give you what I've missed of their hearts. I give you the hours I've missed and the days I've missed and I stay in your love, where you say, love covers a multitude of sins. I'm banking on it, Jesus. I'm banking on it. And I believe that the only way I become the kind of parent I want to be is through parenting. And so I receive grace for myself as a parent. And I pray that you would teach me how to be present. You would work my schedule supernaturally, flowing out of my beliefs, to give them more of my time and also out of my beliefs, more of my heart, that you would help me be present to the regular day-to-day moments where you are asking me to bring them into deeper realities and wonder of the kingdom of God, that I would model a larger story, bigger than anything they find, and that I would give them access to you, Father, that we would turn and they would see my modeling of turning to you the unlimited resources. I don't have to have it figured out, God. I confess all the pressure I put on myself to have it figured out. And I pray, God, that you would help me bring them deeper into the kingdom of God to know your heart. I confess that these are the hidden years and I give you permission to hide me in the ways you want to hide me. Only you can figure that out and only you can resolve that but I ask that you would clarify and consecrate my yes. Help me understand what it is that I am to say yes to and who it is I am to say yes to. Help me establish my yes and amen as it is in the kingdom of heaven so that I can have confidence to say no to everything and everyone that's a no from you. Help me discern, help me walk in that, Father. I pray for peer relationships. I ask God that you would give me one. You give me two. That you would help me see like-hearted kings that want what I want, have to fight through the same stuff to get it. Help me fight for those. Show me where I need to sacrifice more. Pour your robust life into those relationships. Give us shared mission so that we can lock arms and move towards something larger as a context to dive deeper into the restoration of our hearts together. Give me a few. I believe that it's your idea, it's your design, it's your desire, and it's my destiny. So would you bring me those men? Father, would you bring me the peers? Would you bring me the mentors? Would you bring me the men? Would you order my expression of the body of Christ, my community, my story, that I would own my life And I would cast off every other story. Release it. Release it. Release it. I own my life. Father, the same love that you have for your son Jesus is the love that you give to me, is the love that you offer me. And so I receive it today. I receive it with confidence, I receive it with joy, with expectation. I receive your love afresh today. And so I put on the armor afresh today as your son, the armor of God, shoes of the gospel of peace where I can move and step with your spirit, a belt of truth whereby I love the things you love and I hate the things you hate, a breastplate of righteousness whereby I choose what you choose and I refuse what you refuse. I put on the helmet of salvation where my hope is seated and established in the kingdom to come, in the place that you have carved out for me. My hope is in the intervention of heaven today. I take up the sword of the spirit that you would arm me with the word of God, the shield of faith, where I am sure of what I hope for and certain of all that I do not see. I put it on I am your son, and I say your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I choose you today. I invite you into this decade. I invite you to shape it, to lead it, and guide it. Father me, apprentice me in your kingdom. I am an unfinished man, but I choose today to give all of me to all of you. I accept your acceptance of me, I choose to live in the present moment. I ask for a wise and discerning heart. I unite my heart with your heart. I choose to listen to your voice. I receive your peace that passes understanding. I receive your courage. I receive your strength. I receive your joy. I love you. I trust you. I choose to become good soil. You have my yes. You have my yes. Amen.